Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Let's see here. Today is 30 August. It's this last update of the uh, month of August. We're going to be into September and the temperatures are going to drop down to 70 degrees next week and it's going to be wonderful. But, yeah, it's, uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, it's time for the Prophecy Update of the week. And uh, we have uh, some visitors today. We've got Steve and Ken who came over from Boynton Beach. And you are from where you said? Palm Beach. Beach. So we got Boynton Beach and Palm Beach. And I thank you guys so much for making the effort of coming over here. And then we have Andre and Lily from Asheville, North Carolina. And are you on vacation here? You just came? Wow. How long are you here for? A week. All right. Well, good. It's wonderful to have you. Appreciate making the effort and coming in to visit us on Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good stuff. Now, I have a couple of, uh, uh, my friend sent me that one, um, asked me about Jesus' um, uh, face mask, and a doctor friend of mine, Shay, she sent me one, and uh, it almost made my wife cry. It says, my body, my choice. Oh, wait, that only applies to murdering unborn babies. And so that's a good one, which I will wear from time to time as well. I don't wear them often. But I, I will wear that. And then I have one more. This is the beard covering, um, easy breathing version my friend Ray sent me. So here you go with that. <laughs> it's very easy breathing lace. And I will wear this as well. So I got a couple of really good face masks now. But that one covers the beard and you can breathe right through the baby. But they say it has to be cloth material and cover your face. That'll do it. You know, with a beard, it's silly anyway because... You know, nothing is going to be tight enough in that, so whatever. All right, um, before we get into our first category, I got something that has to be said. Last week I called out somebody on not just bad doctrine, but heresy. And I got a lot of emails. Finally, I just typed up a boilerplate email and then changed the, the top and the bottom paragraph to match whatever I was sending to somebody. And one of the most common comments that I got from people was, I should have done that privately. I should have emailed privately and not done it publicly. And the basis of that is Matthew 18, 15, 17, 15 through 17. And that does not apply. That's if a brother sins against you, you are to do what you're supposed to do, etc. That does not apply. What applies in what I did is right there in the Bible, it's in Paul's epistles, okay? Paul's epistles are prescriptive for the church age. In other words, they prescribe what we are to do. If you go to the book of Acts, it's a descriptive account. It doesn't prescribe anything. It just tells you what happened. And when you take Acts and you misapply it, that's when you have contradictory doctrine. But um, I'll read you a part of an email that I sent. This is just one of many that was kind of modified. But Paul's account of dealing with false doctrine gives us an example of how to handle what happened. Openly and in view of all others. It's not something you say quietly. This is heresy. You are to call out heresy. Okay. Now I'll stop right there and I'll say that if you have bad doctrine, I don't care. People sent me bad doctrine from Amir 10 million times and I said that's wrong and that was it. I, I don't care. I don't know the guy. I don't watch his videos. Okay. When somebody puts out heresy, that has to be called out. I'll give you an example of this. I've been told, and I've never asked him, I don't care. John Holler is a friend of mine and some people say he's pre-trib and some people say he's mid-trib. Doesn't matter to me. It's just bad doctrine if it's mid-trib. 
That's, you know, and I can correct him if he ever wants me to. But if he's pre-trib, then he's on the right page. It's not something you call somebody out on. It's not going to cause anybody to lose their salvation. What was being said last week will cause somebody to lose their salvation because they're being presented a false gospel. And Paul goes so far in Galatians 1 to say that if somebody gives a false gospel, let him be anathema. Anathema, accursed of the Lord. So here we go. The reason for this is that if it is not done this way, calling it out openly, nothing is solved. And those who do not know, such as the Galatians or Amir's views, which he has apparently corrected, I haven't seen the video, but somebody said that he corrected it, meaning that I was correct, um, know that they are being misled. Those people will never know. There can be no change in their doctrine. They believe something that's wrong. The underlined areas require focus, speaking about uh, Galatians chapter 2, but the entire account sets our precedent within the church. This is Paul's words now from Galatians 2, and I'm not citing all of it. I'm just picking out some of the verses and uh, just so you get an idea of what you are to do when somebody is promoting heresy. But from those who seem to be something, and Paul says, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. It doesn't matter how famous somebody is. It doesn't matter how much you like them. And I'll stop right there and I'll say that I have talked about heresies during the Prophecy Update at least a hundred times. I've called out Kenneth Copeland, I've called out John Hagee and Paula White and the Pope and go on and on and on. People, when they say something that's heretical, not one time, not one time if I ever had somebody email me and say, you shouldn't say that openly. You should email that person to get it corrected. But when it's somebody we like, when we're starstruck, all of a sudden it becomes personal and it cannot be that way. Amen. And I'll talk about that at the very end of this so you know that I don't hold anybody above this, but we'll go on. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. Now, when Peter, this is Paul writing, and he brings in Peter, the super apostle of super apostles. When Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, that is all that matters to Charlie Garrett is the truth of the gospel. You want to know what the gospel is? Go read 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. How do you appropriate it? Go read Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you can't get that basic, basic point of doctrine correct, you probably shouldn't be teaching. But that's all I care about. Prophecy updates are temporary. They give you information about what's going on in the world. They don't solve any theological problems. They just don't, unless we talk specifically about the rapture. But we'll go on. And the rest of the Jews, fearing those who were of the circumcision, the rest of the Jews played the hypocrite with him so that even Barnabas was carried away. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter, before them all, openly and publicly, if you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? Or I could say, why would you say that you have to support Israel in order to be saved or support Israel in order to be raptured? It's not a part of the gospel. We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, here it is, knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. The gospel is the gospel. God made it very, very simple because we are sheep and sheep are anybody. Yes, they're very stupid animals. They'll, they'll drown themselves. I mean, they're just not smart animals. And that's why the Lord chose that metaphor 
to compare us to sheep. We're, we just don't think things through. And so we have to be very careful about the simplicity of the gospel and never tainting it. Now, here are my final comments on this, and you'll see why I'm saying this. You are correct. Somebody said, well, the devil is trying to divide us. And my answer to him was, you are correct that the devil is at work. He is at work in those who mistreat God's word. It is how he caused sin to enter into the world with Adam, misusing God's word. It is how he attempted to do it with Jesus, who resisted by repeating God's word properly. And it is how he continues to do it in people who are unschooled or improperly schooled, or in Peter's case, unwilling to stand up for God's word. As a preacher of the gospel, I can do no less. And when my doctrine, when Charlie Garrett's doctrine puts forth heresy, I need to be called out on it openly and publicly. Now, having said that, if you hear something that's bad doctrine and not a heresy, email me and we can talk it over. If it's heresy, you should call me out on it. That is the standard that is given in Scripture, because the gospel is not negotiable. It is simple, and it is how God has presented himself to the people of the world. So please, you now know where I stand on this issue. I'm not going to bring it up anymore, but I had a reason for it, which people seem to not understand, is that I'm tired of being sent videos by Amir and having to correct his theology in individual videos. Once he did that, I flipped. I'm like, that, that, I, I've got to bring that out in the open. And apparently, as I said, he has retracted that. If he retracted it, then all is well. We did what the Bible said to do, and he has pulled back from that. But I didn't watch it, so don't send me an email saying he didn't retract or anything. I don't want to get into that. We're done with it. All right, our first category, as always, is Israel. From JNS, Israel delays budget deadline preventing election for now. Okay, now this is good, but it's still kind of in the, uh, you know, hanging out there. Israel's Knesset passed the final version of a bill to extend the deadline for parliament to pass a state budget. The new date is now December 23rd. So if they don't have a resolution by then, we will go to elections. Uh, December 23rd is the date, said the Knesset in a statement. If a budget does not pass by then, Israel would hold elections on March 23rd, four days before the Passover begins. I'm sure they don't want that. The previous deadline required passage of the budget by midnight this past Monday. Failure to do so would have meant by law dispersing the Knesset and calling a new general election. The last moment rush of parliamentary activity was made possible when Prime Minister Netanyahu announced at a news conference, which aired on Israeli television primetime newscasts, that in the name of national responsibility, he would agree to put off the deadline. This is a time for unity, not a time for election, said Netanyahu. According to the prime minister, the extension bill allowed for the immediate flow of money for the opening of the school year, assistance to the Israeli people, and health in all areas. And so there you go. Israel has an operating government for a couple of months. I don't know what's going to happen with that. They have not agreed on anything. This coalition is just held together by a, a rubber band, but we'll see where it goes. From the Times of Israel, just breathe. Israeli made nano COVID breath test spots every carrier in its trial. An Israeli COVID-19 breath test has correctly identified all positive patients in a clinical trial in Wuhan, China. So the Israelis went there and they tested it right at the source. The device uses nanotechnology to identify compounds from the lung that are present in the breath of coronavirus patients. Professor Hossam Haik of the 
Technion Israel Institute of Technology told the Times of Israel. He said that it is fully automatic, eliminating the need for anyone to come in contact with the patient to handle their sample, which is good for efficiency and for hygiene. You just blow into the device, which is about the size of a smartphone, for two or three seconds from a distance of two centimeters away. There are no accessories, it requires no lab processing, and it gives results within 30 seconds of blowing. No more of those nasal tests. The current prototypes of the device are half-held, uh, but Haik said that the final product will require no touch at all, meaning that the danger of cross-contamination is very low. So that's pretty good stuff if you have to go through that. My wife gets tested every 14 days because she's a nurse. She got back her recent one, and she has no COVID-19. So I couldn't do the COVID-19 dance that I, I do it in front of my dogs, and they all start yapping. They have a good time with it, but we didn't do that this week. Um, from the uh, Jerusalem Post, Israel considering deal with Jordan on solar energy. Israel is considering a partnership with Jordan to buy solar power from it in order to reach a target of renewable energy that would see an increase from 5% to 30% by 2030, according to a Guardian report citing a letter from Energy Minister Yuval Steinitz. According to the letter, Steinitz told environmental activists that Israel is initiating a pilot program that would result in Jordan transferring 25 megawatts to Israel's national grid, which would be able to power thousands of homes. EcoPeace, an organization consisting of Israeli, Jordanian, and Palestinian environmentalists, has been advocating for more partnerships in the region, noting that Israel, by accessing Jordan's larger amount of land and more frequent sunshine, I don't know how that's possible. If you've ever been to Israel, they've got a lot of sunshine there. It's almost like Florida. But more frequent sunshine will be able to buy electricity at a cheaper price than producing it by itself. The report noted that Echo Peace shared Steinetz's letter with the Jordanian government in a bid to get the ball rolling on a potential deal. Jordan already buys natural gas from Israel. Despite the potential of an agreement, Echo Peace warned that any Israeli annexation of parts of the West Bank would jeopardize an Israel-Jordan partnership on solar energy. So we'll see where that's going to go. Um, I don't have anything on it today, but once again, I'd like to remind you that this uh, deal that's being done between the UAE and any other Arab states that may fall into place will not be the deal with the Antichrist, and it's not dividing the land. Listen, the land is already divided. Gaza was divided from it uh, several years ago. The Palestinians are living in those areas which were agreed to by President Clinton, and they are not ever leaving those sites. So this is not something that is dividing the land of Israel. Israel can annex anytime they want. As we said last week, they said they suspended. They did not halt the annexation completely. So please don't get panicky about that. I know there are prophecy teachers out there that are saying that this is dividing into Joel 3.1 and all that. It is not. That has nothing to do with that. And the agreement that is coming is coming based on Daniel chapter 9. Okay. You need to go back there to understand what's going on. But what President Trump is doing is not anything related to that. It is a good thing, as I cited from Ezekiel, I think it was 36 verse 13 last week. That is where the money is, okay? So don't let these things worry you. And uh, next one, Al Jamainer. New innovative Israeli laser defense system. We talked about it last year, blowing down drones, 
but it downs dozens of Gaza incendiary balloons. So it's good for balloons, too. In a major technological development, a new Israeli laser defense system has downed over two dozen incendiary balloons. That was at the beginning of the week, so they've probably blown away a lot more. Launched from the Hamas-ruled Gaza Strip, such balloons have caused massive fires in southern Israel during the dry summer months and caused millions of dollars in damage. A border police source told NI2, or I'm sorry, N12, that the system had a 90% rate of successful interceptions. And so that's good stuff for Israel. Got a laser, you just turn the thing on and click it, and you don't have to waste a billion dollar uh, missile going out to take out balloons. You just vaporize them. Good stuff. From the Times of Israel, most people have seen this, I think. If you haven't, it's just one of those pointlessly stupid things that people dream up. Put a face mask on your shofar so it won't blast virus to worshipers, say experts. Yes, they, they want you to put them on your shofar. And I saw somebody sent me a photo this morning of uh, people in a... I knew this was going to happen. When I got that article, I sent it to some people and I said, the next thing is they're going to have it over their tuba in a orchestra. Sure enough, there's an orchestra and the lady has got a face mask on and she cut a slit in it in order to sing. And then all of the people have got face masks on their faces and on their instruments. I'm like, what's going on? Whatever. Okay, from uh, I-24 Israel, here it is, good news. El Al says resumption of flights not likely until after September 30th now. So we went from August, we've gone to September. So El Al is still playing around with uh, people's refunds. From uh, Christian News Today, um, Tom Howard, friend of mine, and Tina Iannone, and I hope I pronounced her name right, both have finished all of the Genesis sermons. I love to highlight this because it is such a huge achievement. There's like 130 of them. Uh, Tina, the first thing she said was, on to Exodus. And so I think Tom has the same uh, desire. He didn't say it specifically, but I'm so proud of these people because we're talking at the beginning of this Prophecy Update about doctrine. You're not going to get doctrine from Prophecy Updates. And one thing I will say is that every time I mention doctrine in a Prophecy Update, I lose subscribers. People don't want to hear it. And that doesn't bother me because all that matters to me as a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ is doctrine, properly handling the word of God. When we have a Bible study on Thursday night, I always say the same thing when I'm doing my opening prayer. Lord, if I am teaching incorrectly, please send somebody that will correct it in the minds of the people that are listening right now. I don't want people to have bad doctrine, but if I do, I'm not going to do it purposefully. It means that I'm doing something unintentionally, and I don't want that stuck in their heads. Doctrine matters, and you will get doctrine from watching these Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and now into Deuteronomy sermons. You will find out about the Word of God and how it relates in the New Testament in a marvelous way. Anyway, we'll go on. Congratulations to both of them, though. Um, uh, one more thing also is that Pastor Silas... I made a petition for him, and I had a video in there of children that he was taking care of, 200 children. He has done that again with 400 children. He has also um, uh, brought in uh, widowed women from all over and had a special thing for them. And that was all because people were willing to send money to him in Kenya, the Superior Word Church in Kenya. I very much appreciate you doing that. Anytime you can take care of him, it is most appreciated. If you want to send money to help him, the number of orphans there is astonishing. And he does tend to them. Send me an email. I will tell you how you can send him money, either through PayPal or a couple other ways. But I very much appreciate that, and I wanted to let you know. From the Christian Post, Santa Fe priests allegedly threatened with suspension for preaching longer 
than five minutes during the pandemic. Boy, they would go ballistic here at the Superior Word. <laughs> Priests in Santa Fe have allegedly been threatened with suspension from preaching during Mass if they presented homilies longer than five minutes during the coronavirus pandemic. The directive outlined in the document warned priests of the repercussions should they continue scaring away parishioners with homilies longer than five minutes. We've received reports of some homilies going on for well over the five-minute limit, said the archbishop. This not only increases exposure time to others, but increases the discomfiture of many congregants, to the point of some not attending Mass because of it. The warning began. If such homilies continue, the Archbishop will consider severe actions for subject clergy up to and including possible suspension of the faculty to preach. Instructions from a May 14th document published on the Archdiocese website encouraged only very brief homilies of no longer than three minutes among a list of precautions developed by the Archbishop of Santa Fe for the early lifting of the suspension of publicly attended Mass. Use shortest liturgical forms, if available, for the day, and only very brief homilies, three minutes max. Decreased time equals decreased contamination. You're in church. If you're contaminated, you're contaminated. The goal is 30 to 40 minutes for the mass to minimize exposure slash contamination. If you're in there for 30 or 40 minutes, I'm sorry, you're going to get it. That's all there is to it. It's like getting the flu. If you're sitting in there and somebody's got the flu next to you, it's the flu on you. So, all right, from Fox News, Ohio priest arrested on sex trafficking charges. An Ohio priest was arrested at his home Tuesday morning on allegations that he engaged in the sex trafficking of a minor, prosecutor said. Michael Zacharias, 53, is charged with sex trafficking of a minor, sex trafficking of an adult by force, fraud, or coercion, and coercion or enticement. Zacharias, a priest at St. Michael the Archangel Parish in Finley, Ohio, was ordained, now listen to this, in 2002. A criminal complaint says that investigators are aware that his alleged sexual conduct with minors goes back to the 1990s. So they ordained him knowing that he was already not qualified to, do, to, you know, clean bathrooms at McDonald's. And here they made him a priest. Since his arrest, he has been placed on leave by the Diocese of Toledo. Bishop Daniel Thomas said he was shocked and grieved to learn about the allegations against Zacharias, or however you pronounce his name. They get themselves into these things, and then they have to lie to get themselves out of it. I just don't get that. All right, from the New York Post. It's a little bizarre, but engineer creates AI Jesus that makes doomsday prophecies. The creation is called AI Jesus, and it's already spoken about a plague and the end of days. It was created by engineer and quantum researcher George Durandal. He explained in a blog post, I present to you AI Jesus, an artificial intelligence of my invention created from the King James Bible and nothing else. It learned human language from reading the Bible and nothing else, absorbing every word more thoroughly than all the monks of all the monasteries that have ever been. Durandal told the AI to write predictions about three topics. The topics were called the plague, Caesar, and the end of days. The full text is full of glitches, just like a lot of things purely written using AI software. However, some of it makes sense and reads like terrifying doomsday prophecies. One section reads, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, 
when they saw the angel of the Lord above all the brethren which were in the wilderness, and the soldiers of the prophets shall be ashamed of men. Another states, And he said unto them, Depart ye for him, and see the mouth of all the remission of death. And there's also this concerning line, That thou shouldest take him a great multitude of people, and the spoil of the wicked shall be the same things that are in the midst of the sea, and the sea shall be the father of the devils. So, kind of spooky. Although AI Jesus is far from perfect and coherent, that is another interesting example of how AI can be used to interpret and create on its own. So there you go, people fiddling with the word of God to come up with something. Islam today, U.S. News, Russia and Turkey likely to sign S-400 missile deal next year. Russia is likely to sign a contract for delivery of an additional batch of S-400 missile systems to Turkey next year. They've already got some, which they have not put into service. If they put them into service, the deal with the United States for any F-35s is permanently and forever canceled. Right now it's not, but now they're talking about buying more of them. Turkey bought a batch of the missile systems from Russia last year, leading to its suspension, only suspension, by Washington from the U.S. F-35 stealth fighter program. The U.S. has said that Turkey risks U.S. sanctions if it deploys the Russian-made S-400s. I think they're going to do it. They have given up on the fact that they will ever get an F-35, and this is one of the ways of poking it in Washington's eyes. From Jerusalem Post, Turkey government obsessed with stopping states normalizing with Israel. They blew a gasket when they heard about this Arab deal with Israel. Turkey's government appears to be obsessed with stopping more countries from normalizing with Israel. This is apparent because pro-government channels such as Andalou have been consistently pushing news about countries and political parties in the Mideast rejecting normalization. For instance, Turkey has sought to highlight opposition among Muslim Brotherhood affiliates across the region. On Monday, Andalou said Morocco rejects any form of normalization with Israel. This is based on a comment from Prime Minister Othmani, the report said. We refuse to normalize relations with the Zionist entity, Israel, because this will embolden it to further breach the rights of the Palestinian people, Othmani said. Now, uh, that was the Moroccan Prime Minister there, and he said that. We'll get to something on that in a minute, so don't get panicky. He is a member of the Justice and Development Party. Turkey is concerned because Morocco is one of the countries where there are hints of a possible better ties. Ankara knows Morocco and Israel have had connections in the past. On Saturday, Turkey's media also highlighted Sudan's opposition to normalization, pointing out that a spokesman had been pushed out after hinting of ties with Israel. Turkey says the Communist Party in Sudan rejected any deal to normalize relations with Israel. In Turkey, the far-right regime of President Erdogan is opposed to communist views, but it seems Turkey is happy to highlight communist parties so long as they oppose Israel. All right, from Haaretz, Erdogan's crumbling superpower dreams make Turkey even more dangerous. Faced with a determined anti-Turkey alliance in the Mediterranean and beyond, and economic shambles, Erdogan's grandiose belligerent ambitions are struggling. But Ankara will double down, not back down. And I think they're right on that assessment. We've got to watch Turkey, and they are going to start pushing more and more buttons. They're still doing it with Greece right now. And um, they are also aligning more and more with Iran. So we need to keep an eye on that because all it's going to take is for Russia to have something happen where they're going to say, we're forming this coalition and let's go down to Israel. I don't know what's going to make it happen, but it is coming. 
from Times of Israel. After Hagia Sophia, Turkey turns another museum and former church into a mosque. The Turkish government formally converted a former Byzantine church into a mosque, a move that came a month after it drew praise from the faithful and international condemnation for similarly turning Israel's landmark Hagia Sophia into a Muslim house of prayer. Istanbul's Church of the Savior in Hora, known as Kariye in Turkish, was handed to Turkish religious authority, which would open up the structure for Muslim prayers. As with the Hagia Sophia, the decision to transform the Hora back into a mosque is seen as geared to consolidate the conservative and religious support base of Erdogan's ruling party at a time when his popularity is sagging amid an economic downturn. So he's pushing buttons in order to get the Muslims to join with him and to uh, move more and more to the right, which in that nation is not a good thing. From Jerusalem Post, Iran, Hamas, and Islamic Jihad call for uprising after UAE-Israel deal. A PIJ representative said that the Zionist regime will remain an enemy and that its destiny is destruction and decay. And whoever has a relationship with it will be transferred to the dustbin of history. I think he's got his facts wrong, but that's what he thinks. Okay, I said we'd talk again about the Moroccan prime minister who said we would never have an alliance with Israel. In apparent backtrack, Moroccan prime minister seems to indicate Israel ties are possible. Saad Eddin el-Othmani says earlier comments against normalization with the Jewish state were made in his capacity as an Islamist PJD party leader, not as premier. That would be like Netanyahu, who's the prime minister of Israel, saying, well, I was talking as the party of, you know, the leader of my party, but not of the prime ministership of Israel. So obviously this guy put his foot way into his mouth without realizing it, and he got some blowback, and it looks like Morocco is still in play. So Mongolia today from AINA, Mongolia to restore a Syrian-based traditional alphabet. I told you something cool was coming last week. This is very cool. The Mongolian government announced plans to restore the use of its traditional alphabet by 2025. Does anybody know the alphabet they currently use? I'll give you a Maserati if you can. Very good. You, uh, we got two of them. Actually, it's pronounced Cyrillic, but we say Cyrillic. Um, the reason why is because it was, does anybody know where the Cyrillic language or alphabet came from? What's that? No? Okay. It came from Kirill. He and his brother Methodius, thank you, um, they formed the Cyrillic alphabet and some other Slavic alphabets in order to do what? To evangelize the world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a modification of the Greek alphabet. So many, many languages and alphabets in the world were developed specifically, or I should say just written languages were developed specifically for that purpose. And that's the case here. When uh, the Cold War happened after the World War II, the Cyrillic alphabet was adopted by Mongolia. They no longer want to use it. So here we go. The Mongolian government announced plans to restore the use of its traditional alphabet by 2025, replacing the Cyrillic script adopted in the 1940s under the Soviets in a move away from Russian influence. The Mongolian government will take transitional measures to prepare for the full restoration of the traditional alphabet. It will start using traditional Mongolian in the electronic environment. Scientific, literary, and state registry offices were asked to establish a system for Mongolian names. Media are required to publish in both scripts until 2024, and schools must increase learning time to study the writing. 
There have been attempts to revive its use, but these have not been overly successful. However, it is still used by a relatively large section of the Mongolians living in Inner Mongolia, autonomous region in China, where the script can be found everywhere, including bilingual road signs and on almost every storefront and fast food outlet. So I think that's really interesting because it's a really pretty alphabet. If you've never seen it, go look it up, Mongolian alphabet. And it's kind of based on some other languages like Turkish and some other things. And it's just a very beautiful kind of written uh, alphabet. From Daniel 12 Technology Today, from New Atlas, black silicon photo detector hits record-breaking 132% efficiency. You would think that's impossible, but they've done it. Researchers at Al, I can't pronounce that, A-A-L-T-O, Alto University, have developed a photovoltaic device that has an external quantum efficiency of 132%. This impossible-sounding feat was achieved using nanostructured black silicon and could represent a major breakthrough for solar cells and other photo detectors. If a hypothetical photovoltaic device has an external quantum efficiency of 100%, that means that every photon of light that strikes it generates one electron, which exits through the circuit and is harvested as electricity. This new device is the first to not only reach 100% efficiency, but exceed it. At 132%, that means you get it on an average 1.32 electrons for every photon. It was made using black silicon as the active material with nanostructures shaped like cones and columns absorbing UV light. Obviously, you can't have 0.32 of an electron, but put another way, you have a 32% chance of generating two electrons from a single photon. On the surface, it might sound impossible. After all, physics dictates that energy can't be created from nothing. So where are these extra electrons coming from? It all comes down to how photovoltaic materials work in general. When a photon of incoming light strikes the active material, usually silicon, it knocks out an electron out of one of its atoms. But under certain circumstances, one high energy photon could bump two electrons out without violating any of the laws of physics. It goes without saying that tapping into that phenomenon could be extremely helpful for improving the design of solar cells. In many photovoltaic materials, efficiency is lost in several ways, including photons being reflected away from the device or electrons recombining within the hole they left in the atom before they can be collected by the circuit. But the Aalto team says it's largely removed these barriers. Black silicon absorbs far more photons than other materials, and the cone and column nanostructures reduce electron recombination at the surface of the material. Together, these advances made for a device with 130% external quantum efficiency. The researchers say that this record efficiency could improve the performance of basically any photo detector, including solar cells and other light sensors, and that the new detectors are already being manufactured for commercial use. That could really be a game changer in many ways. We'll have to see where that goes. And then from Greenwich Time, facial recognition for animals promises a farmyard revolution. 
Yeah, they're worried about people stealing pigs from farms and stuff, and so now they have facial recognition for every animal, and so you can say, hey, that's my pig over there, and here's the proof of it. What are people thinking of? Okay, Revelation plagues. Um, tomorrow, no, two days, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday is take off your mask day. My friend Arlene sent this to me. Um, it's uh, defy the insanity. The guy's name is Sharam Hadian and Ken Peters. I've never seen them. I don't know who they are, but they have come out with take off your mask day. Well, I'd have to put one on in order to take it off, and that usually doesn't happen, but um, there you go. It's just something that if you want to watch that, go to Sharam Hadian and Ken Peters, and you can watch their video about it, and then you can go make your protest. From Market Watch. Sweden developed herd immunity after refusing to lock down, some health experts now claim, while others point to its high fatality rate. Okay, I know we've talked about this before, but this is kind of interesting. Leading Swedish health experts claim the country has a falling coronavirus infection rate, which is proved by every graph out there, because it was one of the few that didn't go into lockdown and has rejected the need for masks. While critics point to the country's relatively high rate of death per 100,000 population, Arne Elofsson, a professor in biometrics at Stockholm University, thinks that the population has developed a form of immunity. Strict rules do not work as people seem to break them. Sweden is doing fine. Anders Tegnell, an epidemiologist involved in managing Sweden's pandemic response, thinks masks give a false sense of security. The belief that masks can solve our problem is very dangerous. Prime Minister Stefan Löfven thinks voluntary social distancing rules and not closing schools but banning gatherings of more than 50 people has been the right approach. Now, there are quite a few people who think we were right, he told a newspaper. The strategy that we adopted, I believe, is right. To protect individuals, limit the spread of the infection. Data from the European CDC show Sweden has a fortnightly infection rate of 37 cases per 100,000 people. Fortnightly means every two weeks. This is much lower than France with 60 cases per 100,000, and they went into total lockdown and they poisoned their people for all that time. And Spain at 152.7 cases per 100,000. However, Sweden has an overall COVID death rate of 57.08 per 100,000, which is the ninth highest in the world, according to Johns Hopkins. What's more, Sweden, which has a population of just over 10 million, had a fatality rate of 6.8%. That's lower than those of Belgium, the UK, Italy, and Spain, but higher than the fatality rates of Brazil, the US, Mexico, France, and Ireland. The UK considered a herd immunity approach in the early stages of the pandemic, but ultimately decided against it and opted for a lockdown instead. So they're right in the middle of everybody. They're not really higher than anybody. They're not really lower than anybody. They're right in the middle, and they didn't ruin their economy, whereas the British economy has kind of been devastated along with all the others around the world. So they did the right thing. Market watch. Bill Gates. Millions more will die in this pandemic. Here he goes. Listen to what he says. And freedom hinders the disappointing U.S. response. He's saying our freedoms have caused our problems. This is a really bad human being here. The U.S. is dealing with its own unique set of issues as politics and conspiracy theories have contributed to what he said has been a disappointing response. Why? In the name of freedom. 
We believe in freedom, individual freedom. We optimize for individual rights, according to Gates. Trump supporters have wielded freedom to make a political statement that continues to complicate the U.S. response to the pandemic. Try the liberal states that allow all of these people to march all over the place without any social distancing, no masks, or if they use a mask, they're doing it to hide their face so that they can beat people up. And he's blaming President Trump. Refusing to wear a mask, for instance, is one way for them to signal their anger and resistance. I don't think it's a change in administrations that will get people to wear a mask, Gates said. It's hard to see how we build that trust network and improve behavior. It'll mostly be incremental. It's more than that, though. Gates explained that the U.S. was unprepared from the beginning, as testing efforts were slow to make an impact once the virus began to spread. China, on the other hand, did a very good job of suppressing the virus, <laughs> thanks in part to the typical, fairly authoritarian approach and the individual rights were violated. So he's saying it's a good thing that they had their rights violated over the flu. He is a communist. He's literally crazy. Nobody should listen to that man ever, ever. From Morality Today, from Christian Headlines, India predicted to have 6.8 million fewer female births by 2030 due to sex selective abortions. They're doing exactly what China did, and they're going to have themselves in the same pickle that China is in right now. Because people say, I want to have my, I want to have my, I better not do it. Somebody will. <laughs> I got to have my manly name transferred down. That's what it all comes down to, right? Instead of having women. So they're taking all these women and they're women babies or female babies, and they're killing them. Anyway, from the Christian Post, China orders hospitals to abort, kill newborn babies of religious and ethnic minorities. Yes, hospitals in Xinjiang were ordered by China's communist government to abort and kill all babies born in excess of its mandated family planning limits, including newborns born after being carried to full term or face hefty fines, claims a new report. Every hospital had a family planning unit that was responsible for implementation who had how many kids, when they're given birth to them, they're tracked all of this, they said. The regulations were so strict, there had to be two or three or four years between children. There were babies born at nine months who were killed after inducing labor. They did that in the maternity wards because those were the orders. Trump is doing the right things, folks. He's doing the right things, cutting them off, and I know he's doing it for other reasons, but they need to be cut off completely for the things they're doing. From the Times, care homes ordered not to resuscitate as coronavirus pandemic took hold. This is in the UK, and they ordered them to not resuscitate people. Yeah, they murdered them, just like Cuomo and these other people did. And I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The reason why is because you don't have to pay for them anymore. You get their money that goes down to the children, and the children go and spend it because that's what they do. So you're winning all around when you get rid of the old folks like this, and they ordered them not to do this. Care homes were asked to introduce blanket do not resuscitate orders for all residents at the height of the coronavirus pandemic, it has been claimed. The Queen's Nursing Institute, a charity promoting community nursing, found that one in 10 care homes were ordered to introduce the measure without discussion with staff, family members, or the residents. It was intended to help keep hospital beds free. Half of staff members who said that they had been asked to change DNRs worked in homes for people with learning or cognitive disabilities. That's what the Germans were doing at the outset of World War II. Uh, you're mentally deficient, so we're going to exterminate you. The other half worked in homes for the elderly.
Well, there's a couple older people in this place. I'm, I see some gray, yeah, I see some gray hair here. And so I, I would guess that some of you would not make it out of the UK's care facilities. I, I can't believe that I'm reading that. I can't believe it. But this was sent to me by a lady in the UK and she said, read this. I couldn't believe it. Mail online. Rainbow carriages, oh boy, that are the pride of the fleet. Britain's first fully decorated train staffed by LGBT crew is set to make its first journey. The train is decorated with a rainbow flag and staffed by LGBT crew members. So they're proud of this. This is the UK going down the tubes very quickly. That's what's going to happen in this nation if Christians don't get out and do their voting. That's what's going to happen. I got one guy told him, if you're going to email me bad about President Trump because he keeps doing it, I said, just don't email me anymore. You know, you can email me about anything, anytime you want. But if you're going to badmouth the president, just don't send that email because I don't want to hear it. You say you're a Christian and you're not going to vote. That's, that's unacceptable. From Showbiz 411, Berlin Film Festival wipes out best actor, actress, goes non-gender in all awards. Will this be a trend for all awards? German Film Festival. Yes, it will. You're right. Our other category, Zero Hedge. Capable of hitting targets in space, Russia kicks off final testing of S-500 Prometheus system. The cutting-edge system, nicknamed Prometheus, is a mobile surface-to-air missile system and will undergo the final stages of field testing. It is designed to supplement the current S-400 system, intercepting medium-range ballistic missiles as well as intercontinental ballistic missiles that enter close proximity to Russian airspace. I saw one of them take off in a, a video, and that thing takes off really quickly. I mean, you, you used to see these uh, NASA rockets that kind of get going, and they keep going, and then they finally get going. Those things are going from the second they take off. It is, it is amazing. From CBS Local, California facing inmate. You talk about a self-inflicted wound. Here, I got my foot, and I got a gun. I'm just going to keep shooting it until it's all gone. All right? California facing inmate firefighter shortage after early releases over coronavirus. They let all these people out of the prisons. Now they don't have anybody to help the firefighters put out the fires that they have all over the place. California first responders are wrestling massive wildfires plaguing the state, but an integral part of their team is missing in action because of the coronavirus pandemic. There are significantly fewer inmate firefighting crews helping right now due to the state prison system's early release program. Earlier last month, the CDCR announced its decision to release as many as 17,600 inmates early to protect the prison population and staff from the pandemic. They're isolated. That's what they're supposed to be. He's got the whole state still on lockdown. Just keep them in the prison. This included inmates participating in the state's conservation camp program which supports state, local, and federal government agencies as they respond to emergencies such as fires, floods, and other natural or man-made disasters. The early releases have meant that there are 600 fewer inmate firefighters available this fire season compared to last year. And you wonder why the state's on fire and burning down. They don't have the people and the resources to take care of it. No, they don't wonder. No wonder. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. From Zero Hedge, Footloose. Anybody see Footloose? I never saw it, but I've got a couple hands up. Footloose, I did see parts of it when I was a kid, but I never watched the whole movie. Footloose comes to life in New York. Governor Cuomo bans dancing. Yes, Governor Cuomo has become Reverend Shaw Moore from the movie Footloose after issuing a new set of commands for New Yorkers that includes a ban on dancing. 
there's no dancing allowed in New York's bars and restaurants, even at a wedding reception, according to the New York State Liquor Authority. Footloose. Zero Hedge. New York subway windows being smashed at such a rate, the MTA can't get glass fast enough to replace them. You want to make a lot of money in New York right now? Start a glass factory, okay? In more signs of the times and perhaps further evidence the city has reached its expiration date, amid the, both the COVID-induced economic slowdown and exploding crime, the New York City subway has seen windows smashed by the hundreds in recent weeks and months. The MTA has counted more than 400 smashed and destroyed windows over the course of the summer and has documented at least 63 train cars which were attacked with a bat, hammer, pull, or pipe by one or more serial vandals. Now remember, they have this automatic release. If you do something like this now in New York, they arrest you, they just let you go. So they just go out and do more of it. Nobody's going to do anything anyway. So why do you think this is happening? It's to the point that service itself on some lines are now under threat. The financially strapped MTA doesn't appear to have an answer either, other than to observe the past trend that suggests economic decay above often results in an uptick in both vandalism and graffiti on the trains below. Vandalized subway trains have in the past been associated with a period of financial hardship in New York City that was marked by increased violence and crime. Now, you get the mayor that's in there, what do you expect is going to happen? The MTA now has to deal with $300,000 in repairs at a moment it's facing a $16 billion deficit, partly brought on by the pandemic crisis. And they want us to bail them out. Yeah, epic times. Americans continue to flee states with higher taxes. Of course they do, but then they go down there and they vote in more Democrats and get the same thing where they're at. Mail online. Open Sesaki. Do you know that you can have your key that goes into your house or your car, or any other regular key? I'm talking about a regular key. They can identify that key by the sound of it going in. Listen to this. Open Sesaki. Hackers can clone your key just by listening to the noise it makes in the lock using a smartphone microphone. As the lock's pin pass across the teeth of key, they make a telltale clicking sound. By recording and analyzing this sound, it is possible to gain information on a key. From this, experts demonstrated they can narrow a lockdown to one of five keys. This is from more than 330,000 possible key designs for such a lock type. Hackers could even hijack your phone or smart doorbell to record you remotely. You are not safe, folks. You are not safe. All right. I got a lesser cure for you, but before I give it, I want to let you know that Sergio and Rhoda have put out a new video. It's on the um, town of Gath, where Goliath is from, the city of the giants. It's very good. We watched it here about an hour ago, and if you uh, didn't see it here, you came late, and shame on you, or if you're out there and you haven't seen it, please go home and watch it. It's a very good movie or uh, video. Let's see here. Here's our Lesrick. New York vandals are breaking out glass. MTA simply gives them a pass. Hammer, bat, pole, or pipe are what's used in the swipe. Thank God most Gothamites have more class. Well, I don't know if that's true, but there you go. Okay, a couple of ironies, and then we'll be done. This is entitled, Oh No, Chicago. From Fox, Lori Lightfoot defends ban on protesters on her block, citing her right to safety. Yes, 
And then from the Daily Caller, oh no, Chicago. Chicago police arrest woman who posted her looting video to Facebook. Yes, that's not a smart human there. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.